0: Welcome to the Swing Left Nebraska podcast, that's all about energizing communities, advocating for change, and making a difference in the great state of Nebraska. We'll dive deep into the heart of Nebraska's progressive movement, exploring the stories, strategies, and initiatives that are shaping the political landscape. We're here to amplify the voices of candidates, local activists, and community leaders who are fighting for a more equitable, inclusive, and prosperous Nebraska. Swing Left Nebraska is your go-to resource for staying informed about key issues, upcoming elections, and how you can get involved. Whether you're a seasoned organizer, a concerned citizen, or someone who's looking to make a difference for the first time, we've got you covered. Get ready to be inspired, and let's embark on this incredible journey together. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I'm Leah, your host, and I am excited to introduce you to Cameron Neiman, who is running for District 27 in Lincoln. For nearly 15 years, Cameron has worked in multiple human services positions across various nonprofit care systems. His experience includes conducting street outreach for homeless individuals, supporting at-risk youth in public schools, working in juvenile justice and child welfare systems, and serving as a case manager in youth development, addiction recovery, and criminal justice. Additionally, Cameron has advocated for survivors of sexual assault, domestic violence, and human trafficking. His broad experience has made him deeply familiar with the political process and the importance of policy. Cameron has the experience, the passion, and dedication to represent District 27. Forever inspired by Nebraska's official state motto, Equality Before the Law. Cameron looks forward to serving District 27 and earning your vote. Without further ado, let's do a show. Cameron, I am so excited that you are here on the Swing Left Nebraska podcast. I really appreciate your time. So thank you for joining us today. Start simply by sharing a bit about your background and why you've decided to run for District 27. And tell me about District 27 and what kind of community you're living in right now.
1: Yes, I will gladly tell you all of that. So my name is Cameron Neiman, and I was born and raised in Nebraska, in Lincoln, and spent most of my life in District 27, actually, and went to school in District 27 as well. Did not attend any college in District 27, but most of my other life was spent in the district. So most of my career, I would say all of my career, except for the last couple of years has been spent at human services. And I've done a little bit of everything in the human services field from family um, support worker, working with children and families that uh, had open CPS cases, working a lot with child protective services and juvenile court. That's what sparked my interest in wanting to run as well. I have seen um, a lot of different things in our juvenile justice system. And that's part of my platform that I am running on. And I've also spent a lot of time in juvenile corrections as well. And I still currently work in that part time. And so, yeah, so spent most of my career doing community stuff. I have a really tight connection to the community. That's one good thing I feel confident about in my campaign is having that grassroots connection. And now I'm working to gain that political connection as well. Cause I think some people are wondering who I am. So that's why I'm glad to be here today to help with that. So yeah, my family is from Nebraska. I have a lot of roots that go back from years ago in Nebraska culturally where I come from, coming from a Black family. There's not many of that came from Nebraska. So one of my greatest things I love to talk about is how one of my family is one of the first Black families to settle in Lincoln and to settle around Nebraska. So yeah, that is about me. I have a lot of siblings. I have a large family on both sides. I feel really confident with Their support, even though I think they are still wondering if I'm serious about running for office. I think that they all wondered if I was serious about this, but they seem like they're starting to get into groove. Some of them were out actually helping knock on doors last weekend with me. So I was really excited to see them out there doing that because they have never, ever been involved in something like this before. I've even had a lot of my friends who have been really great and supportive. Lincoln is a great community, and I love living in Lincoln. Some things about District 27 that I can talk about. One thing about District 27 is I attend a historical Black church that sits in the heart of District 27. I attend Quinn Chapel African Methodist Episcopal Church, and it sits in the heart of the district. It actually sits what they used to call the German bottoms, and it sits very close to that. We just celebrated this year 150th church anniversary and the AME church is one of the first civil rights organizations in America. A lot of different people like Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, uh, Malcolm X all participated in the AME church and our whole entire church was built on social justice. And actually in our discipline, you can find a whole section of about social justice and protesting and all kinds of different things that go along with social justice in our discipline. So I love to brag about that district 27, but there's a lot of rich history in district 27, we go very far south, central Lincoln, Southwest central Lincoln. The new casino currently sits in district 27 as well. And then it goes all the way up to Northwest first. And I guess they consider that central Lincoln. I think Lincoln has grown as a whole. So I don't know if my district will be considered central, but that is how it's listed. There's also a lot of poverty in district 27. There's a lot of different people. There's a lot of different languages that are spoken in district 27. I counted like 21 different countries from data of the population. that I have in my district of languages and. Cultures, and that's really cool, and I've had different people reaching out to me from the Hispanic community wanting to be involved in my campaign because that is one thing about my district is I have a lot of uh, Hispanic population that lives within my district.
0: You mentioned you started doing some canvassing and some outreach. Mm-hmm. What kind of things are you hearing from your future constituents? What kind of topics are they bringing up when you're getting in conversations with folks?
1: Yeah, so we haven't done a ton of door knocking and anyone that has ever canvassed our phone banks, especially with phone banking. I feel like you can call a lot of people, hundreds of people, really. If you get fast at it and you're like a person that does it every week, you can make a lot of calls, but you might only talk to a few people. So the few people I have talked to were not aware that it was that time. You're not aware that it's time to start knocking on doors. And granted, I did. I am starting a little early and people can easily forget about you, especially running for office. But one thing that really stuck out to me is I was able to talk to one woman in my district. We talked for quite a long time. I only canvassed about two or three hours at a time. Talking to someone for 30 minutes, you lose out on some things. But that one person talking to them for 30 minutes can really mean a lot for you and them. And I was able to connect with someone last Saturday and she asked me a lot of questions, which I loved, but one of her questions was, what do I think about felons and then voting? And she shared with me was very vulnerable that she was a felon and she was not aware that she can vote as a felon. So I was able to do some education with her and tell her ways for her to get registered to vote. She didn't even realize that it was so easy that you can even go find it on Facebook to do it. So that is something that really popped out for me. And then people just not being aware of election time, um, which it's easy to not be aware of that because it can get very uh, messy and uh, it can get exhausting and it is very fresh. We still have a whole year left of campaign work.
0: We do still have a whole year left of campaign work, but it is so great that you are getting out this early so you can start putting the bug in people's ears and get them excited for your campaign and uh, let them know what you're passionate about, which uh, brings me to my next question. What are the issues and policies that you're passionate about and hope to address when elected to state Senate?
1: Yes. I remember a lot of people when I was telling them that I was interested in running First of all, I didn't think anybody would take me seriously. I was like, people are going to laugh at me. And so when people tell me, not in that bad way, but I am just a regular dude in the neighborhood. I've had just a very regular life. I've not had this big long life in politics. No one has sent me to do this. No one is putting me up to this. I put myself up to a lot of this. And I had mentioned before the juvenile justice system. I think when I mentioned that a lot of people think youth that are in youth detention facilities and that is absolutely what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about our children and family services. Anything that goes into children and family services and our youth, that is one thing that I am really big on. I have worked front hand in it for the past 12 years of my career. That's how long I've been doing um, human services and social work and so juvenile justice system uh, the public safety part of it as well. Um, I have a lot of experience in emergency management. I don't feel like we are taking enough approaches Nebraskans to protect Nebraskans environment. Environment, public safety grown into the same thing I feel like, so I'm covering that with that. And then healthcare expansion. I've spent a lot of time working in integrated health clinics throughout my career, integrated crisis centers as well. There is still a big gap in lack in healthcare expansion, and there are so many barriers to it. It leads to a lot of poverty, a lot of homelessness, our prisons and our jails being overcrowded. That leads into the healthcare expansion, I believe, too, as well as our juvenile justice system. If we can dive in and take a deeper look at that, I feel like we could stop a lot of things. I feel a lot of things that are my platform that I'm running on, I feel like we're reactive to a lot of that and we need to be proactive to more of it, especially when it comes to our youth. And our youth nowadays are much different than the youth when I was growing up. I am excited for this next group of youth that are coming in and I just turned 30 this year and I realized that within the next decade, it will be time for me to step back and let them lead and I get, always get excited about the youth as well and that is a big passion of mine.
0: So it sounds like a lot of the issues that you're passionate about are issues that you have firsthand experience, and you've conducted street outreach for persons experiencing homeless, you've supported at-risk youth within your local public schools, and you've worked with the juvenile justice system and child welfare systems. So it sounds like not only are you passionate about these issues, you have firsthand experience working on these issues with the people.
1: Yes. Yes, I do. You mentioned street medicine, and I've talked about that a lot on social media, so I just... Would love to touch on that. First of all, street medicine is not for everybody. I have a lot of experience, a lot of training. I know the people that live on these streets. I know them very well and I've had a lot of experience with them. So I want to address that. Some people are like, oh, I want to get out and do this. And that is great. Work with local groups that know about this. Yes, it is something that I independently go do with friends that I have met over the years where we have a lot of experience. I don't want anybody just thinking that street medicine is for them. It can be dangerous and it can also not be the prettiest thing either, which also I like to talk about everything that I have witnessed over the time in my career and um, things that I have um, seen. And that's a big reason why I want to run. Um, and I always wanted to uplift a job that means so much to me, I worked as a victim, parent child, victim advocate for a local organization. It is a rape spouse abuse crisis center is what it started out as. And they do a lot of different victim advocacy nowadays and work with a lot of different diverse groups of people. And I always like to say that is the job that molded me into the advocate that I am because Again, I worked with the juvenile justice system a lot within that job, and I worked a lot with the protected parent in a domestic violence case and a lot with family court, a lot of barriers in family court, especially for people of color. And people that don't have that Western eyes, the family look that everyone thinks that we're supposed to have. Every family is just blended very differently. And how you navigate that is you be open-minded and care about people and listen to them. Sometimes you have to go places to meet people and be in very uncomfortable situations to learn things about people. Like street medicine, that is not something that... 12 years ago than I ever thought I would be seeing myself do, especially by myself. I have learned a lot over the years, just really quick. I was 21 years old, working as a caseworker for family and children, telling parents how to be parents. I was so young and naive and I didn't know anything. And now it's just so much different with the experiences I've had and being a foster parent and seeing firsthand how that works out. So. It has definitely been a journey over the years and I don't regret none of it. And I have loved everything I've ever done. I've been so fortunate to have the career I've had over the past 12 years.
0: Yeah, it sounds like the experiences that you have have really shaped who you are today and have become part of your platform and what you're running for as legislator for this district. Can you describe any specific initiatives or legislation that you're planning to introduce when elected?
1: Yes. To be honest with you, I am worried about that because my experiences in the last couple of years working around the legislature, it has been attack after attack. And I'm just like, when do you have time to think about anything else other than these attacks? And so I have really been trying to wrap my head around it. what kind of legislation am I going to go for? Or is this going to be, we got to prepare for this attack. I watch senators this past year walk out of that chamber, just bawling and crying from the attacks and just things that were happening in our legislature, And I am still trying to my head around that because there's so many things I want to run in there and do or change. I care about our trans community. I care about the reproductive health of pregnant people. Those are important things to me. And that's all I can think about. Any type of legislation I can feel like I get, have to go after is what we're going to be doing. So many small things to protect these people because it doesn't matter what kind of bans or laws we have in Nebraska. Nebraskans are still going to, the pregnant Nebraskans are still going to need abortions. And there are still going to be trans people in Nebraska despite whatever laws we have. And I, for sure, I want to continue to protect them because I love Nebraska. This is my home. And I want people to stay here. I want people to come here. I want people to know that this is a good place to live. Focusing on that, what can we do to bring Nebraskans back here? I feel like our state has done a lot of harm to people and that we have lost a lot of great people. And I know for sand because I have worked with a ton of people in the community throughout the years. And they have told me that they've, they're leaving because of the extreme things that happen in our state. I want to make sure that this is a le- living, breathable place for all people.
0: I love what your website says that you want to exemplify and live by a powerful quote from civil rights pioneer Ida Wells. The way to right wrongs is to turn the light of truth upon them. So that really sounds like that's been woven in what you are fighting for.
1: Yeah. So if you're going to be a leader, you got to love the people and you have to get out and show that you have a love for the people. That is important. You're going to have the people who don't agree with you. But then again, you're going to have the people that agree with you, but have different lives in you. And I love meeting those people. I love when people seek me out and want to talk to me and they're looking at me like, oh, this guy is so nice. And they don't even know that they're just filling my cup by asking me the woman last Saturday that kept me for on her porch for quite a while. She kept making the comments. Oh, I better let you go. And it's like. Yeah, but I'm enjoying this conversation. I'm enjoying getting to know you when I live in the neighborhood with you. First of all, and, and it's so great to be able to be out here. A lot of my family lives in this district. A lot of my immediate family lives in the district. Several of my siblings live, which is blocks of me. My parents, my stepmom, my grandparents all live within the district. I feel very connected. But last Saturday, when I got out and was walking around, I saw a lot of things and I've heard that. When you're walking the door, you'll see a lot of different things that you never noticed before. So I I enjoyed that as well. There is a beautiful Buddhist temple as well in my district, and it's not very far from my house. I love that. And hopefully someday I can visit it and connect with uh, the folks there.
0: That is awesome. You thought you were going to just knock on some doors and lo and behold, you discover a Buddhist temple in your neighborhood.
1: It wasn't in a place where I thought that it would be. It's right in the middle of just some passes. I need to look more into that and see how I can support that just as a neighbor, not even as a candidate or a future senator, just as their neighbor.
0: Yeah, I love it. As we wrap up, what message or call to action would you like to share? with our just general listeners or those in your district who are considering voting for you?
1: To the folks that are considering voting for me, I appreciate your support. You have no idea how much it means to me from $5 to $100. I am just so impressed when people give me their money. It is a hard time out here. We are all in a struggle, everybody. And and. The fact that you trust me and you want to talk to me and you support me, it means a lot to me, Uh, especially just a grassroots guy that's trying to come up in this political world that a lot of people don't know, but complete strangers have been the best. And I just encourage you to vote and talk to people and get a hold of me. If there is something that you want me to uplift, I'm going to listen to you. Reach out on my website. My number is public. Facebook, Instagram, whatever, please let me know. And even just I long before I was running as to, for the state Senate, I'm always going to be an advocate first. So I will love to advocate for the people of District 27 and my neighbors.
0: I love it. And you mentioned the social medias and website. Where can folks find you?
1: Yes, it is Cameron for Legislator.com. Or you can find me on Facebook or Instagram uh, and Twitter. And that is just Cameron Nebraska or Cameron Neiman from Nebraska and some of it. But you can find that all through my website, which is CameronForLegislator.com. And you can't win elections without money. And a little bit goes a long way. So I appreciate any and all.
0: Yes, absolutely. And as always, I will post that in the show notes so folks can easily find it and click on it and learn more about you and click that donate button to help Cameron out. This has been an absolute delight. I loved getting to know you more.
1: Thank you, Leah, so much.
0: Yeah, thank you. Great interview. I really enjoyed learning more about Cameron and his campaign. I want to thank you again for putting this pod in your ears. Your engagement and feedback are highly appreciated. Don't forget that rating, reviewing, and sharing this pod can help reach a wider audience and assist others in discovering the Swing Left Nebraska podcast. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with the latest Nebraska progressive news, interviews, and insights from across the state. Together, we can continue to amplify progressive voices in Nebraska and make a difference. Until next time, let's mobilize, let's take action, let's go. Ready, set, go. Get ready to go.